0: Audible Inc. and Harlequin present So Much for My Happy Ending by Kira Davis Read by Elena Stauffer Prologue May 2001 By the time most of us have reached college graduation, we've entertained a few not-so-pleasant what-if scenarios. What if I don't land my dream job? What if I don't earn enough money to pay for future Botox injections? What if I don't ever meet Mr. or Ms. Wonderful? But I think it's the rare individual who thinks, what if I inadvertently marry a bipolar sociopath? And yet, here I am, in my own unique marital hell that's what i get for not thinking outside the box once upon a time the only images the term mentally ill evoked were those of derelicts third world leaders and my mother now of course i know better almost everyone is crazy i firmly believe that the key to maintaining a good relationship is to choose a partner who is just as crazy as you are no more no less it was this matchmaking strategy that made Bonnie and Clyde the 20th century's top supercouple. I'm minorly crazy myself. For instance, I have often considered trying to get a measure on the California ballot that would prohibit the distribution and sale of ugly shoes no matter how comfortable they may be. God created foot surgery for a reason. So I should have gone out and found myself a man with a swollen foot fetish. Did I do that? Oh, no. I had to hook up with Mr. Hyde. Except that instead of tearing people apart with his bare hands, my husband's weapons of choice are ill-begotten Mastercards and manic spending sprees. That wasn't supposed to happen. Now, Winona Ryder? She'd make a good match for my husband. They could be the all-American couple on weekdays and do their grand theft thing on weekends. She could make it work. I can't. The worst part about this whole mess is that it blew up right when I was on the verge of my very own identity crisis, and now I've had to put that off. The really ironic part of all this is that I married Tad because I thought he would bring stability into my life. He was the ingredient I needed to be part of a normal family. Now I'm the one who has to offer that stability for him because he has gone so far off the deep end that my staying grounded is the only way I can keep our world from spinning out of control." I can no longer afford to spend the day window shopping in uncomfortable shoes. I can't be bothered with the pros and cons of last-minute holiday shopping. I can't just stroll into the Museum of Modern Art and spend an hour staring at my favorite Chagall. Because Chagall makes me feel. And if I allow myself the luxury of emotion, I will be so overwhelmed with terror that I will become completely unable to function. It's difficult to reflect on the past while in survival mode, but I think it might be important to have an understanding of how I got myself into this predicament. It may prove useful when I finally have time to have my breakdown. Or maybe I could use it to help me get things back under some semblance of control. If I really press myself, I can remember. The warning signs were there. No neon signs, mind you, just little sparks at the end of a very long string. Funny that I could have been blind enough not to realize that the string was a lighted fuse.